So I'm on this flight uh, back from Amsterdam last year, and it was uh, the connecting flight. It was Amsterdam over to Iceland, Iceland straight to Minneapolis. And I was watching this movie called Free Solo. And if you hadn't seen it before, it's a documentary about this free climber named Alex Honnold who uh, climbed El Capitan without any ropes. It's like the, essentially it's a 3,000 foot vertical cliff with zero ropes. Uh, and this documents his journey to training for that and actually making the climb. And as I'm watching this uh, documentary, watching someone who at first glance I don't have anything in common with, I cannot see any part of myself within him and his experience because he's like this athletic dude doing these crazy outdoors things. But as I'm watching this documentary and he starts talking about fear and how uh, people ask him all the time, like, how do you combat fear? How do you like block that fear out of your mind when you're climbing such high cliffs? His response made me feel as though we have more in common than I originally thought. Hey friends, this is Rob. Welcome to another edition of Give Us This Day, Our Daily Guinness. Every day for a year, I am drinking a pint of Guinness and recording daily podcasts. Uh, is there anything else? Oh, hey, before I dive into what I want to talk with you about today, uh, a reminder that I had the coolest freaking conversation with a music archivist and radio host, Andrea Swenson. She's got a book out called Got to Be Something Here, The Rise of the Minneapolis Sound. If you are in any way interested in music that's come out of Minneapolis specifically, or Prince, or just music history in general, this book is amazing, so much so that I personally purchased a second copy. I bought one for myself and I bought a second one for you because I think you'll appreciate it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, and I'm giving it away on the podcast this week. All you have to do is head over to iTunes, rate, comment, and subscribe. And uh, leave, leave like your name or something like leave something recognizable as like your signature in the comment that you leave because we will be drawing from those later this week uh, and be giving away this book and just a ton of Guinness swag. I'm here in my studio. And I've got t-shirts, I've got hats, I've got custom engraved uh, pint glasses, bottle openers, the works. Hey, who knows? If you are over 21 and you live in Minneapolis uh, and you win, I mean, we're going to uh, draw a few winners, but maybe if you live in Minneapolis, I'll even uh, meet up and have an actual pint with you. Who knows? Anyways, if you wouldn't mind taking two seconds, head over to iTunes. Maybe even as you're listening to this right now, uh, leave a quick comment. Uh, I would appreciate that massively and check back with the next main question uh, and we will be announcing winners for that. Okay, fear, free climbing, music festivals. What the hell does this all have to do uh, with each other? Like I said, I'm heading back uh, from Amsterdam and I'm watching this documentary called Free Solo. And at first, I'm just my mind is blown. The cinematography, uh, the physical feat of this accomplishment is just incredible. It gets to the section where Alex is getting asked about fear. Uh, what, how do you push through the fear? Do you just ignore it? What does that look like? How are you able to accomplish something that other people would be crippled 
and fear. I mean, like I'm thinking about for me, heights, I've always had an issue with heights. Uh, my entire life, which is kind of funny because I'm six six, so my entire life is like some kind of like high rope act. But uh, actual heights, I always have, I have like got this. I I can feel myself tensing up. Like, how is this guy able to feel loose and comfortable enough to do this massive feat? Uh, and his response was so interesting to me and made me realize that we have uh, more in common. Uh, but before explaining why, here is a clip from an interview of Alex Honnold, a world-renowned free climber, being asked about facing fear while making this documentary, Free Solo. How did you learn to ignore fear? <laughs> uh, it's not that I ignored fear. I mean, so there are a couple parts to it. But basically, I worked on it to the point where it wasn't that scary anymore. You know, I prepared to the point where, you know, I broadened my comfort zone. I mean, whatever you want to call it, but I basically systematically prepared until it wasn't wasn't scary. I mean, and the reason that the film took two years is because it was really scary for a really long time. And I, and even before we started making the film, I'd been thinking about El Cap for many many years, but hadn't acted on it at all because it seemed too scary. So it's not like I just learned how to ignore the fear. It's like I just sort of worked on it until until it wasn't scary. Now, that was just a clip from an interview uh, he did at the American Film Institute. Uh, he dives into the thought of expanding your comfortability a little bit even more in the documentary. If you want to check it out, I'll put links to both this full interview and the documentary in the show notes below. I just think when it comes to fear, uh, there is this misunderstanding uh, that most of us know is false, but we we almost believe it, or at least act like we believe it anyways. And the misunderstanding is that if you're afraid of something, if you're uncomfortable with something, if something makes you nervous or anxious, that you it's all just mental. Like you just all you gotta do is just push through or just ignore the fear and just, you know, I I'm like the thing that's coming to mind I instantly and the way I connected with this documentary for me is music. Like I've dealt I've I've had tons of conversations with artists and singer-songwriters and other musicians talking about stage fright. It makes me think of a Jerry Seinfeld joke. When people when there was a survey done asking people uh, what their greatest fear was and 60% said that their greatest fear was public speaking or being on stage in front of other people uh, and 40% said their fear was death and his joke was you know that just means that 60% of you would rather be at any given funeral 60% of the people would rather be in the casket than on stage giving the eulogy you know if I'm thinking about think about the uh, uh, the symptoms of stage fright right like I'm thinking about when the times I have been nervous Nervous before walking on uh, on stage for a big show like the symptoms of like sweaty palms uh, I mean if it's really bad maybe your hands shaking a little bit which is the greatest thing about being a bass player by the way because uh, if you're nervous you just hold on to that freaking bass guitar and rock the fuck out but if you're a singer the, uh, the any sort of shakiness or lack of breath all of that translates so it's way easier to see if a singer that has uh, stage fright than if it is if a musician uh, has stage fright, because you can kind of mask it a little bit. I've seen, I mean, I've done so many, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking about, I used, I used to be, play back in the day at uh, different churches 
And I remember specifically a time where I was playing at a mega church that recorded and had like all the cameras and lights. It felt like a big stage show when you're playing the service there. And I remember uh, watching a playback once and they did a close up. I felt so bad. They they played, they did a close up of the keyboardist's hands and you could just see their fingers just like uh, playing, but shaking out of, out of nerves. And I felt awesome. Oh, like, oh man, please do not do close ups. That just, I felt so bad for this person. Because uh, I've totally been there. I've totally been nervous uh, in those scenarios. But as I've had conversations with artists and singer-songwriters, really, just like Alex said, the key to him getting over his fear when climbing is just to expand your comfort zone, doing it over and over and over, starting small and working your way up until it's not uh, it's not that big of a deal to you anymore. You're comfortable. Man, it just makes it all. It just makes me think of the time I was playing a show in Beijing, China, uh, and we were playing in this shrine that they had opened up for us. It was a really big deal. They were only allowing a certain thousand amount of people to be there live in person, uh, but they were streaming it online all throughout China. Uh, and there was, I think it was something like 5 million people watched it live as it, as we performed. And it, it was like this massive deal. Uh, it was so important. We had to, we had to sign all these waivers that we wouldn't do things, uh, on stage that we, we, we had literally signed all this paperwork saying, okay, we wouldn't swear on stage that we wouldn't uh, do anything lewd or crude or like it was all this behavioral things that we had, we could, we had to refrain from because listen, uh, chances are if I'm on stage, I'm getting naked. Everybody knows that. But the, I mean, seriously, the, I'm not going to say who it was. This is just random. Maybe at some point I'll expound on this story. Uh, but let's just say one of the musicians on stage that night uh, played the entire show uh, with poop in their pants. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to say who it was. Uh, the, that's just a conversation for another day. But as I look back and I think about, I think about the 30 second countdown before walking on stage, looking over at uh, my friend who just told me I, I just, I, I farted and I thought it was just going to be a fart and I, a little poop just came out and instantly in our headphones, we hear 30 seconds to stage and they have no time to do anything about it. And we're laughing, we're cracking up and we, we tell, we tell the rest of the crew through like the intercoms and we're goofing, everybody's laughing. We jump on stage and we have a blast of a show. I remember halfway through just looking around at my friends there and being so fully present in the moment. And I wasn't nervous at all. Like I, I was genuinely having just so much fun making music with friends, not thinking about how many people were there. I mean, I wasn't ignoring it. I wasn't like, okay, just don't think. I was, I was there. I knew all of that, but I wasn't nervous for it. I was comfortable. I was in my comfort zone. And the only reason I was able to do that is because of the years, the years starting. I mean, I remember one of my first gigs when I moved to Minneapolis was playing at a coffee shop and there were like 15 people there and I was shaky. Like I was nervous. I was this 18 year old kid playing with an artist I respected in the cities and we were just like, I was just playing behind him, uh, an acoustic set, playing, uh, playing like an acoustic bass guitar, playing like sitting on my tiny amp. And I was so freaking nervous for that. And I'm in a coffee shop 
that I mean, seriously, the only reason looking back that I was able to go from playing in front of 15 people at a coffee shop to 5 million people in Beijing, China was incremental comfortability. And the reason I think this is so important, so cool is because it just unlocks uh, when you're looking at someone that you respect, uh, maybe performing on stage. It's really easy, at least for me. Uh, to see them and put them on a pedestal and just be like, oh, this person's a fucking badass. Uh, they've got no fear, just rocking out on stage. They must, what do they have that I don't have? Uh, and really, that comfortability just happens with repetition. So I just think it's almost disrespectful to the journey. I think, yeah, maybe that's it. I think it's almost disrespectful to someone's journey just to talk about them as if they're just naturally confident, naturally comfortable, naturally fearless. To do that is actually super disrespectful to the journey and the hours on stage that it took for this person to be comfortable doing what they're doing. I mean, right now we're living in a time with COVID where the it's a time of constant existence in the unknown. I don't know what the future is going to look like, but lately I have been looking at each day. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking every every day as a chance for me to become comfortable in the uncomfortable, to for me to be comfortable with the unknown. To not ignore, I mean, like, not just deny the fact that the future is kind of scary and unknown. I have no idea when the next time I'm going to be on a proper stage playing with people, playing, making music with friends. But every day in this unknownness is another chance for me to become more and more comfortable in the unknown. So that, my friends, is my hope for you that you, no matter where you are at right now, that you whatever you're dealing with, whatever is standing in the way of you and the badass things you're dreaming of doing in the future, my hope is that you will incrementally expand your comfort zone and that you won't wait till this whole COVID thing's over, but you'll find ways to be doing that today and press into it uh, no matter where you're at in life because, oh man, I sure as hell don't want to be wasting this time right now. Okay. That's all I got. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, stay curious.